Hello, everybody. Welcome to Undiscovered Worlds. I am Ryan. That over there is Maria. And uh, welcome to fall. All right, it's been fall for a while, but today's topic is going to be fall or autumn, whichever way you want to pronounce it. Mar, what was your what was your experience when you when you started looking up stuff for? See, I got fall, and then I was like, oh, how far can this fall? And gravity, and so I kind of <laughs> had to stick to autumn because fall just got me down a whole different rabbit hole. So it's interesting because the term fall is is de derived from the falling of the leaves. So that, but the the name is actually autumn. If we're gonna go with or harvest season, you know, that's where it came from, basically. But um, you just took like three of my facts all within one sentence. I don't know how you managed to do that, but now now I have three less facts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry I'm about that. With more that was my <laughs> intro. So there you go. <laughs> Fall after that one. No, sorry, you see me moving stuff, but uh, we have uh, uh, our beast, Pepita, um, asking, demanding attention because I uh, she she could go to the bathroom, so now I have to pay her for that. Mm -hmm. I'm bribed. This is kind of early in our transition, guys. So if you guys have been watching the uh, the previous videos, the kind of top ten list video stuff. Um, we always tell you, you know, try to find, uh, what is it, Nisa or Ned, was it in English? Uh, Ned. Ned, okay. Um, Ned is actually Pepita. We got too creative with the name. If you ever look at Undiscovered Worlds, some of them are capitals, some are lowercase. And we wanted to name her something within those letters. So in English, she became Ned. In Spanish, she became Niso. But it's actually Pepita. So going forward, we're going to keep this podcast style. So if you see Pepita, same dog. Uh, we just threw her on a green screen mat, did a little photo shoot with her, and we hit her throughout the videos. So hiding through all the going. videos. <laughs> and the uh, the breakdown, yes. And you guys probably recognize Maria's voice. She's the one that's been doing the voiceovers for all this stuff. And uh, I was kind of the the one behind the scenes putting together some of the information and stuff. So uh, it was cheerleading still, us on. Yeah, it's it's still us. You're just getting us in person now, and now we're kind of switching it to more of a podcast style. So the concept is we're gonna pick a, a subject that we want to learn more about or that you guys want to learn more about. So if you guys in the comments want to write subjects you'd like us to cover, we're, we're definitely up for it. And then we scour the internet for all the fun stuff that we can find on that topic. We kind of put it on a Word document and then we bring it to you guys. So if you see us looking off camera a little bit, it's because we're reading off of our Word document the facts. We didn't want to go ahead and memorize, you know, 15, 20, 30 facts, whatever we have. Um, and hopefully you guys enjoy the show. If you're coming over from uh, Wild Chats, welcome in. Also, I'm glad you guys are enjoying that. And if you're going the other way, Wild Chats is our animal channel that we've been doing in the interim when we kind of laid off of Undiscovered World. So if you like these videos, there's there's animal stuff over there that you might enjoy. And there's Munchichi. Peppa. What's going on, Peppa? <laughs> <laughs> She's looking at the... Wondering where the, the things are for her. She's looking at... Yes. So me. This, is, this is taxation with no representation. Yes. So this will be the easiest if you spot Pepita uh, ever that you guys have ever done if, if you are uh, longtime fans of the channel. Uh, Mar, would you like to start us off on some of the fun stuff that you found about uh, fall or autumn as you scout? Yes. I actually have a legend. Let's begin with legends and the Greeks because it's always fun when you talk about legends. But the Greeks actually had a legend that the autumn, as I explained earlier, fall, um, autumn begins with Persephone returns to Hades in the underworld. And she's heartbroken. Her mother, of course, is heartbroken. 
And she, the mother, her mother is the goddess of grain and harvest. She was so heartbroken because Persephone was gone that she actually allowed the crops on earth to die until her daughter returns in the spring. If you guys don't know the legend, basically, I forget why Persephone was basically forced to marry Hades, but Hades is the god of the underworld. So Persephone leaves earth every year, visits Hades, and then she's allowed to come back. So she splits her time between earth and Hades. And then that was their mythology for why you got the turning of the seasons and, and why crops died and you had to pick them and all that stuff. So uh, let's see. So I'm going to get into it, even though you kind of did it in your intro. Mine's a little more detailed than your intro. Go for was. it. So the word harvest actually comes from the old Norse word haust, which means to gather or pluck, hence harvesting. Um, but then people moved into the cities and harvest kind of fell out of fashion, fell out of use because they're no longer harvesting because they're in the cities. And they started to use the phrase fall of the leaf, which, as we tend to do with language, got shortened to fall instead of fall of the leaf. So that's how we ended up with fall. Never have I ever heard that. Really? <laughs> well, you didn't hear it in such exquisite detail as you just heard it now. <laughs> <laughs> I actually found very interesting how the changes in season also changes our perception of relationships. Okay. So according to seasonal patterns of relationships on in Facebook profiles, fall or autumn is the time where when most singles change their status to a relationship or okay. engaged uh, than the yearly average. And that, oh, and most breakups occur in the summer. In the summer, I would assume it'd be like winter right before Christmas. Like I know it's a running joke, but that's like the time that you would go visit family and like, Okay, this is definitely going to be cultural, guys. So if you're from the United States, meeting someone's parents is like that major step in your relationship. And usually Thanksgiving and Christmas is when that happens because there's big family gatherings. Now, if you're in a Latin culture, it's like almost exactly the opposite. I, I've dated people in Latin cultures and like you meet their parents like on like day, date one half the time because they live with them and depending on the cultural construct. So, so it is, I guess if you're going to go... Tinder relationship change status worldwide, then I would buy into that fact. But America, I would just assume there's more breakups right around Thanksgiving, Christmas. Not to get out of presents, just to kind of like you're... Really oh, yeah, to get out of presents. You're assessing your relationship pretty heavily at that point because you're about to take that next step many times. So I tell uh, you. Let's see. Well, I'm going to stick with the seasonal stuff and levels of testosterone in men and women are actually at their highest in fall. And science speculates that the surge uh, could be part of ancient uh, mating instincts. And basically it's somehow triggered by the decreasing daylight. Um, but then for that same reason, you actually lose more hair, men and women in the fall. And it probably has to do with that increase in testosterone because that is a triggering factor for hair loss also. Maybe that that may mix with that higher testosterone once you do have more mates. So therefore probably why a reason more people are in a relationship. Maybe if you guys want to tie them all together, feel free. You guys can put your theories on the last three facts combined in the comments below. If you want to, we won't Love establish it. a question for it, but. <laughs> um, according to NASA, 
Let's go spaceship. According to NASA, not NASA, according to NASA, autumn is called the aurora season. And that's because the geomagnetic storms are about twice as frequent as the national average during uh, during the fall. So aurora season. Still on my to-do list. I've traveled a good amount, but the seeing the, the northern lights is actually very high on my to-do list. That and like the Anacaba Desert or somewhere where there's just no light to just look up at the stars in general, minus the auroras, because obviously those are covering a lot of the... Those are definitely two of the things on my to-do list I haven't got to yet. Or go to the northern Atlantic or, you know, the northern, and then you are in the middle of the ocean, you can see the auroras, and you can still see the stars. Yeah, I wanted to do them separately for kind of what I said. The auroras do block some of the stars, so I would yes, rather... Yes, that's true. I kind of want to do them as independent trips, but that's just me. Um, let's see... So during fall, in response to colder temperatures and less light, um, basically leaves stop producing chlorophyll. So if you guys ever wonder why do leaves change colors, that's it. So when you've got colder temperatures and less light, the leaf kind of as a, a energy saving mechanism stops producing chlorophyll. So what you're seeing, chlorophyll would be green. So what you're actually seeing is just the other pigments in the leaf start to be able to shine through because you don't have the green covering them up which is then why you end up with, um, you know, your, your fantastic oranges and yellows and, and stuff like that. So, and that's, that's one of the most, that's one of the most beautiful things when you are in, in the Northern States, like when you're in Michigan is to see those intense colors and the oak trees turn red and the maples turn bright yellow. And then others, as the oaks age, they turn brown. And then you see this cacophony of, of earth tones that are just so beautiful. So if you ever have a chance, I will suggest you go to Michigan, go Northern Michigan. You can go to the wine country and get to enjoy the beautiful, beautiful uh, roads there and, and see all that and just enjoying a little bit of wine and breathtaking. We can, we can tell that you have some tie to Michigan because most people, when they talk about trees and, and leaves and stuff, they're like Vermont, and like that area <laughs> is where you would think of for like those trees and color changing and you went in Michigan. So I thought that was really interesting. Because that's where I had experienced them. Okay. So. No, it makes sense. I've been, I've been no way uh, ragging on you. I just thought it was interesting because when you started the story, I'm going, she's going to save Vermont and you went Michigan. And I went, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know she, we, we know what she has enjoyed. Yes, uh -huh. definitely Michigan. But it's interesting because when you think of, of leaf changing and stuff like that, even in the northern states in Florida, um, you actually do notice some of the trees do change. But it doesn't change, as, of course, as strongly as it will do in the northern uh, hemisphere. You just see a very mild change. But you can definitely tell when the autumn hits. And uh, also dog hairs is, is very quick. You start seeing now they're changing their hair and you have to rake them a lot more. Mm. It is just fascinating. But the most interesting part is if you ever travel to the equator, so that will be Ecuador, Colombia, and all those uh, countries that are in the equator, yes. you will not feel the season changes. You may notice slightly light changing, but only if you've lived in countries where it's very obvious. So the further north or south you go, the more you experience the changes in uh, light during the day and night. But yeah. in the equator, you don't, unless you've been in other countries before to start realizing it. 
Yeah, and you'll see the time change also. So basically, the rationale is that the equator is always the same distance from the sun, um, where when you're changing seasons, it's it's as you come around the tilt of the Earth, you could be further away or closer. But on the equator, your distance from the sun basically never changes. So if you're from a place really north or really south, you'll notice that, okay, in this time of year, I have this much daylight, or it gets dark by 4.30. It's, it's crazy, but when you're by, on the equator... Give or take a couple minutes, but mm-hmm. basically the sunset and sunrise is the same all year round for exactly that reason is you're at the bulge of the earth. So you're at the closest point to the sun. So that distance never changes. So the light. Like this never- is the earth, this is the sun and it will yep. do something like this. And it's just so beautiful to see and the, and the crispness of the weather. I mean, there is something so delightful about the fall. It rains a lot. So you want to stay indoors, but it just so good the air feels so good that's my favorite season by the way unfortunately it's it's very very unlucky because catching autumn leaves is considered good luck and if you catch one on the first day of autumn you won't catch a cold all winter but if you're on the equator there's no leaves falling to catch so you, you don't get that extra built-in good luck and, and, and health. Immunity boost. By catching the first leaf. So that's, that is one of the downsides, guys. One of the downsides. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things to me, again, if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, then you, you know that it's so delightful to have apple cider. So I have a, a quick recipe for apple cider. You literally chopped a boatload of apples, a little bit of oranges, some spices like cinnamon, nutmeg, and um, allspice, and then boil them for a while. Then you mash a little bit the potatoes and drain them, and then just- Where the potatoes come from? You mean the, the apples? Mash the apples and drain them? Yeah, you mash the apples, not the potatoes. You had potatoes. I was like, where did potatoes come from all of a sudden? <laughs> Are we making vodka apple cider and we're using potato vodka? <laughs> no, once you cook the potatoes for like about three hours on high, like in high, yeah, okay. high temperature, you grab the apples and smash them with a potato smasher. Like you put right. them on a strainer and just smash them a little bit. Just to catch up, everybody, use this exact recipe. And anytime Maria uses the phrase potato, you substitute apple and we got it. <laughs> No, I would do the same thing because it's like the, the the potato masher is what you're about to say next. So then the word potato gets stuck in your brain. We've all been there. Yeah. We've all done that. That might be how some of the greatest recipes have ever been created when somebody accidentally substituted a word for another word. And then like an assistant was like, okay, and just threw it in there. And you're like, okay, that worked. Yeah, well, whatever works, I guess. All right, so we so we've got cinnamon, we've got allspice, we got nutmeg, we got a bunch of apples, some oranges, boil, smash, ta-da. Strain. Strain. Okay. You okay. gotta strain them. All right. And then if you use a little bit of uh, anise, like the star anise, yes. And ginger, if you want to add some extra immunity, I tell you, it's so good. Star so good. Is actually like a spice thing you can buy, guys. She's not talking about like the liquid liquor. Uh, star anise there actually is i didn't know that until until i visited columbia when i heard anise i would always think of uh some form of alcohol because it's the most popular one in greece in italy in columbia like Um, every time i think of star anise i literally think of the plant i didn't 
I had never been exposed to it until I traveled to Colombia. So that was the first time really? that, that I had ever, I was like, oh, this is a, that makes sense. If they're going to make something flavored like something, it would have to be a plant, but I just never put it all together. Could just be me, guys. I'm a little slow on the uptake sometimes. I don't connect things very well, so. Okay, you need some okay. apple cider, I guess. With potatoes. Let's see. This is fun. This is fun. Let's see. Every fall, Alaska's Katmai National Park hosts Fat Bear Week. And in Fat Bear Week, the park crowns the fattest brown bear. Uh, and he basically wins the prize. And obviously, it's just aimed to have an event that highlights the uh, the park and conservation and the animals and all that good stuff. But I, I thought that was kind of an interesting. Because bears like to put on weight for the winter because there's not uh, as much food available. So it's, uh, it's it's definitely like an honor. Like, you did the best this year, sir. Congratulations. We'll get the most poundage. Yes. yes. Love it. It's mm -hmm. pretty adorable. Uh-huh. Well, something interesting about animals, uh, monarch butterflies, when you think of monarch butterflies, you think of, of the summer, the spring as they uh, metamorphosize into the butterfly. But uh, butterflies like to actually migrate from United States to Mexico and some parts of Southern California, and they actually will migrate and they will spend between 12 to 25, they will fly between 12 to 25 miles per hour and they will fly 2000 over 2000 miles away for warmer climate and it is one of those beautiful things that you can see if you ever go to those areas in mexico where they're at mm -hmm. people who film them it looks like the trees are just all yellow and black from their butterfly wings and they stay all together to keep themselves warm pretty nice. adorable nice well, since Mar left us off on yellow and black, you can't do a video about fall without talking about Halloween. So we've got a Halloween video coming up uh, right before Halloween, but this will be a little little lead in because we didn't. I don't. I, we'll leave this one out of that one. But black and orange are typically associated with Halloween, which everybody knows, and with most things, there's a symbolism to them. There, there's a reason for that. Orange obviously is going to be for the harvest in autumn. Most Halloween was actually originally a harvest festival. That's why in most places of the world, it's way before October 31st, because the harvest is well done by that point in time. Um, so the orange is to symbolize the harvest, and the black actually symbolizes uh, death and darkness. And a lot of purpose of the, the harvest festival is to give thanks, but then also as kind of offerings, depending on the culture, to make it through winter to get to the next planting season. So if you kind of think of it in that terms, the, the orange and black make complete sense. Yeah, they really do. Um, they actually believe that the colors are, some scientists believe that due to climate change, we're actually having the colors of the autumn changing and it could really affect it. And uh, as the world warms, Leaves may delay changing their colors, but the problem is, is in some parts they say it's warming up, but the winters are becoming stronger. So we're having a little bit of an imbalance in the climate. So it's not necessarily um, the the hot or the cold. It's just the fact that that the climates are changing a lot. So the leaves are changing their colors, delaying it, which means that they may not create the sugars they need in time for them to hibernate and those red pigments 
and um, it's going to be harder for them because they're not producing that sugar for when the spring comes so they can start sprouting. Uh, they think uh, that maple syrup, sugar maple, may not be as affected. It will be very affected is what I mean. Habits such as the maple tree uh, will not have the strong colors as they usually do. So. so I came across that too. And basically the gist, if we mix it with the, the fact we had previously is it's the rays of the sun that give the leaf the ability to create chlorophyll. And basically it'll stop creating chlorophyll once the rays of the sun start to diminish. So if you guys live at northern latitudes, you know that you get less daylight as the year goes on. So that's kind of the time of year where that daylight's really starting to shrink. And part of what they're saying is that they're getting more solar rays because of global warming. So that's actually letting them produce chlorophyll longer, but then it drops off faster. And instead of getting those, that really, that last phase of coloring, what they're doing is they're, they think that the trees are taking that energy and they're putting it into sugar production. So you're not gonna get the bright reds and stuff like that as much anymore because they're kind of skipping that phase to make sure they have enough sugar for exactly what Maria was saying, where they're able to produce their leaves and stuff next year. So their cycle of creating chlorophyll and where to disperse sugar is affecting how long they're green and then what vibrant colors they get to, which was a little bit of, that was the, the research that I'd come across. And I think- And the thing is the green leaves are like juicy, 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 but as they turn colors, they're literally absorbing the carotenoids and- something called the anthomycin and they're literally the trees are are like absorbing those nutrients from the leaves so they're starting to yeah. go back into their they're core and protect themselves and not having those changes is not healthy for the trees like if you are in the middle of the fall and start snowing immediately and the trees haven't changed colors they will be affected in the long run they haven't yeah. had time to hibernate yeah gotcha mm -hmm. Okay, guys, if you would like athletic children. <laughs> I read something about that. There's actually a time of year. This was surprising to me. It was a uh, study by Bristol University, and they found that kids that were born in, in autumn and in winter uh, were actually more athletic than children born in spring, uh, which tended to be more sluggish. So I'm sure there's something to do with the testosterone again and then all that other stuff that goes with it. I didn't delve into the study, guys. So I actually did some research on that, which I found very interesting. And they were saying because children who were born, who we were born during those colder weathers, uh, the, the immune system has to get stronger hmm. right away because you are more exposed to like the, in the fall, there's a lot more mold as okay. the leaves disintegrate and then uh, more humidity and you're more exposed to colder changes. Therefore, your your immune system has to pump really quickly. So that's one of the reasons is you're almost like, okay, learn to swim, boom, off you go, kind of thing. So it's, it's because they had to immediately start working on their immune system. Okay, interesting. Mm -hmm. This is the fun part, guys. We might find the same information, but then we find a little different bits of that information in different and places. And what we find interesting, like to me, that was so interesting. Yeah, okay. Um, so I did find something really adorable about some chickadees, which are some birds, the red cape chickadees. Um, I like animals, so I'm always going to integrate something about them, but they actually did a research that found that 
their brain neurons. This is so bizarre. Who, who did this research? Who knows? But I mean, they know. Um, they literally allow their neurons to like wipe the slate clean, like clean the software, which mm -hmm. means the old information will die away and new neurons will spring up in order to adapt to the flock changes, like the social flock changes and the yeah. environments that they have within within their structure. So it's really bizarre because such a small brain is able to really figure out a way to to adapt every year to the new changes and the new social blocks they have. So I thought that was so fascinating that they will do that. So then the extra piece, I actually found the same thing, but an extra piece to that was that in a point in a year, and it must be before they wipe the slate clean, they're actually their, their uh, hippocampus grows by 30%. And they believe that that's so they can remember where they hid seeds and other things throughout the year. So they kind of ramp their hippocampus up and that must be right before because then they achieve what they need to achieve and then they probably wipe the slate clean and it might be a byproduct of you can't increase without coming back down to level or their brain would always be at that 30%. So I, those two probably fit together in that way. But How I thought that fascinating. Was, yeah, yeah. Well, All right. Animal adaptation is incredible. I'm gonna do one more here that I wanna mix in, then we'll see if Mars got any fun ones before we move to trivia time. Actually, um, let me share mine and then you can do yours if you have Go ahead, go, go, go for it. Okay, so a harvest moon is actually the full moon that's closest to the autumn equinox. And it actually has a, a purpose. Um, again, we were talking about harvest most of the time and we were talking about autumn and fall and that harvest moon got a special name because they needed that max moonlight to be able to finish harvesting their crops before winter would come. So that time leading into that last full moon of the season was a special moon for them because it created more light. So they were able to pull crops and, and do all of that harvesting before the season turned. That's awesome. Yeah. so beautiful. I actually have one more about critters. Okay. This is a this is a, an ancient uh, myth or a legend of how your year is going to happen. So if a sheep snag their teeth during Roundup uh, in the autumn, the winter will be hard. If sheep snag their teeth somewhere else, it break. Uh, it's it says that it's gonna be a really 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 bad bad winter. Okay. And they also predict that if the squirrels build their nest, and this is more by observation like there are certain animals that define how strong the weather is going to be okay and if the squirrels build their nests really high up that means it's going to be a harsh winter that would make more sense the sheep thing i was like yeah that's that's why i said that was a legend this yeah. one is okay, okay mm -hmm. that makes more sense then all right all right, guys, basically what we do towards the end of the show is we do a little bit of a trivia time. Um, I come up where I find some questions on the topic that I give tomorrow, and it's actually for all of you guys. Um, so this is your moment, kind of Jeopardy style, family feud. You can yell at the screen or think we're just massive idiots for not knowing the answer to these simple, simple questions. Um, if we know them because we do the same research, we're going to wait a few beats. That way it gives you guys time to come up. I'll with do my best. And then we're gonna give each other hints if we can't quite get there. Um, so then you guys can kind of travel along with us. Some of these are, if you have knowledge, you might know it. Some of these are a little arbitrary. Um, we kind of did one about uh, Aztecs and how many cocoa beans could buy a turkey egg. That's not something that if you're a smart intellectual person, you would just know. Um, so sometimes they're just funsies. Sometimes they're, uh, they're true, true trivia, but Maria, 
What is the most craved flavor in autumn? And I'm gonna pumpkin go spice. Okay, you you froze for a second there, so I don't know if anybody heard you, but I'm gonna guess that it's might have been different before modern day, but this is definitely a modern day answer. I will think pumpkin spice. Pumpkin in general. Yes. But I'm thinking before Starbucks started the whole pumpkin trend, there's no way this was the answer because I don't know a lot of people I've ever talked to that are like, I'm just curving some pumpkin. I tell you, I love pumpkin pie. Like, I love pumpkin pie. And I used I, to make it with, which is funny because the, this, the pumpkin flavor to me, people are so excited. I'm like, I've been eating pumpkin pie forever. So what's the big deal to add some cinnamon, nutmeg or whatever to your coffee? But people get very excited about it. And it yeah. is very good once you try it. I agree, but the most craved flavor pre-Starbucks, I'm guessing, was not pumpkin. They basically started this whole pumpkin, pumpkin spice, everything, latte, tea, all that other good stuff. Yes. Okay. Do you have any fun questions, Mar? Uh, so what is the most important, and this one you probably will know it, but what is the most important vitamin that you shall have? Peeps, are you participating? The most important vitamin that you shall have in order to have a really happy fall and winter season. Okay. So this was, I had something similar in a previous fact, so I'm thinking I know the answer. I'm going to give everybody else a little bit of a shot here. Um, oh, wait, no, it could be two different things. Uh-oh. 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 I'm talking about... Basically, vitamin D helps you break down fats and stuff, and they think that's why people gain weight in winter, because you're not getting as much sun, because it's the sun vitamin. So you're not going out as much, you're not getting as much vitamin D, so you're not breaking as down as many fats, which is why people put on weight in the winter. But then B12, I think, is the one that gives you, like, energy, energy. So it depends which way you take the question, but I'm going to go with vitamin D. The sunshine vitamin D. Yeah. Very important. Even if you live, the thing is, even if you live in tropical areas, it doesn't mean you're absorbing the vitamin D properly. And that's what happens. Many people apply too much sunblock, so the vitamin D doesn't absorb yeah. properly. Uh, you need to have 15 minutes of certain angles of the sun to properly actually get vitamin D. And it has to be in more than 40% of your body, which is even more peculiar. Yeah, there's a lot of trade-offs there, unfortunately, is is you want to be using sunblock for one reason, but not for another reason. So you guys can all manage that the way you see fit. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, let's see. Autumn is the peak time for popcorn consumption. Can you guess the second most popular season for popcorn consumption? Autumn is the peak season for popcorn consumption? Yeah, because it's, I mean, it, get tie, it gets tied into Halloween a little bit. I mean, it's, I think I know the rationale behind why the answer is the answer, but basically we've eliminated one season, Maria. You have three seasons left to guess from. What is the number two most popular season for popcorn consumption? Uh, so we have the fall. We'll think winter because you're inside the house and you just want to eat something. Or maybe the summer because it's light and airy, but not the spring. So I'm caught between summer and winter. 
I'm going to go with winter just for it, for fun. Okay. And you would be correct. I think it's exactly what you said. It's that cold season. Everybody's in. It's it's not a warm food, but... It, and also, I think a lot of people uh, decorate their Christmas trees sometimes with popcorn. Um, yes. Up, so then you're popping it for that and you're eating a little bit. That that would be my guess. If you guys not only that, but if you're going to be indoors, you're going to be watching more TV and it's a low caloric, caloric unless you put all kinds of stuff in it. But it's a low caloric, uh, high fiber mm-hmm. food. So... Do you have a second one, Maria? Or do we uh, actually, we talked about it earlier. So, All right. I have one last one, Maria. I have to get to it. I just thought it was an interesting fact. So much do so it. that I'm actually throwing it in a second video, but not part of the quiz. It'll be part of the video. With Ooh, some thrown on. But for this version, chimney sweeps used to have, you know, the people that clean your chimneys so Santa can come down and not get dirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Chimney sweeps used to have three baths per year. One in the autumn. Can you guess the other two times of year? Okay. So if they're chimney sweeps and they only took three showers, I will think if they are... Most of the chimney sweeps were in Europe. And I will think somewhere around England. where, Or at least in the movies, in Mary Poppins. So I will think they want to be nice and clean for Christmas. Okay. And just to begin the year anew, maybe they like to do their their spring washing and cleaning themselves really well before before they gather more dust. Because also they may want to jump on a lake or something in the spring. So I'm gonna go with that. Spring and and uh, Christmas. They don't need. Because you said begin the year anew. I thought you were about to say New Year's. And I'm like, well, if they, if you believe Christmas, why would they also do New Year's? So that, that threw me off for a second. No, no, no. I will think by the time they're done, they're probably done with the high season by April or May. So they probably want to take a shower again because most people won't turn their chimneys on in the mm-hmm. spring and summer. So I w- if I were to think about it logically, okay. that would be my choice. Um, And you would be 100% correct. Spring and Christmas. My rationale was if you're going to take one in autumn, the opposite side of the calendar would be spring. And then usually Christmas, if there was an ever an exception to a pattern, it's usually Christmas because you're going to be around other people. But I think chimney sweeps would clean year round, even though you're not using it. They still have to get to everybody. So I think that it's more that was my rationale. But it doesn't matter how you got there. You got it right. Um, hopefully you guys had some fun with those. Uh, this will be kind of a thing that we're doing at the end of, of most of the episodes. Sometimes what happens is Maria finds facts and I find facts, which she creates as a quiz. I do as a fact. And then we basically have already stolen that quiz from her. So each of us try to find two or three and we're hoping by the end of the episode, we each have at least one left that we could ask so everybody could enjoy it. So Hopefully you guys had some fun with that, guys. Do us a huge favor and uh, please click the subscribe button or follow and like us if you're catching us on a podcast. So Spotify, Apple, wherever you might be and write us a review. We really appreciate it. We're just getting this started. So any tips or tricks or pointers or thoughts that you guys might have, um, we'd love it. Uh, Peep sounds like she's getting a little fussy. So we're going to... And then she runs away when I try to touch her. Yeah, of course. So we're going to round this out, guys. Um, Every uh, episode we do in the future, we're going to have questions that we build into the episodes. 
or there'll always be one question that's going to be, do you have any other facts that you thought were fun that we missed? Um, and we're going to post those in the YouTube community section and in the uh, Patreon free section. That way, if you guys are getting us on a podcast, you don't have to go to YouTube. You can just go over to Patreon and it's in a free section. And so if you have any fun facts on that day's topic, and then if we ask any specific questions during the episode, uh, we'll put it over there. You guys can always write in the comments, but it's fun to have everything consolidated into two spots. So there'll be a community question. What other fun facts about uh, fall and autumn do you have? And then if we had a second question for the episode, uh, what's your best apple cider recipe or something like that, we would put it over there, but that won't be there. Uh, With potatoes, no potatoes. <laughs> and we hope you guys have a phenomenal rest of your day, week, year, and, and everything else. We'll see you next time. Happy season.